again, everybody. Welcome back. Your weekly RinkCast, the Chicago RinkCast team is here from Rink.com. My name is Andy Campbell. I'm your host yet again this evening, and we're ready to talk some Blackhawk hockey and take a tour around the league. Joining me, we've got quite the crew here tonight. Ray Nepientek is back, ladies and gentlemen, which is uh, awesome for all of us, bringing a lot of spark. Ray, how you doing tonight? Good. Thanks, Andy. How about yourself? I am swell. I am excited, ready to talk some hockey. Absolutely. And then we've got the Bardo, uh, who's a regular here. How are we doing tonight, Bardo? What's going on, buddy? Fantastic. Doing well. Excellent. And then the gatekeeper is back again. We're so excited Jeff Osborne is back. Co-founder of The Rink. What's going on, man? Uh, nothing much. I just want to say I'm here. I'm wearing my Seattle Kraken gear Ooh. because um, while I am not – Renouncing my Chicago roots, I will be competing for the Seattle Kraken. Awesome. Love it. And just joining us, Sean Fitzgerald, ladies and gentlemen. Do not be deceived by the fan in the background. It will not take his head off. <laughs> He's in a good enough position where he'll be safe. Rocking the 1980 Team USA jersey. Shawnee, what's going on, my friend? Oh, you know, uh, just internet issues as always. And, uh, you know, we're in... The Lyola Ramblers tonight because tournament time is coming up and everybody loves a good underdog. So the Lyola Ramblers are been an underdog the last couple of years. So, you know, had to get right. on that bandwagon a couple of years ago. Lyola. And my my grandfather is an alum of Lyola University. So awesome. And the DePaul Blue Demons are hot too. We like seeing that in our Chicago hoop scene. So before we get going, quick shout out to our sponsor, puckhockey.com. P-U-C-K-H-C-K-Y.com. In all caps. Use the discount code, the rink in all caps. It's up there, as you can see, the gatekeeper pointing to it. If you spend 100 bucks there, you get a free T-shirt. That's pretty good stuff. So check it out. There's a lot of good rink rats uh, wear there. As you can see, Ray has got his hoodie on, which is brilliant, which is beautiful. Black background with the brightness, with the flare. The rank colors, we love it. At any rate, let's get rolling here. Let's talk some Blackhawks hockey. A lot going on with the Hawks. Last week, we had a not-so-fun time talking about Rocky Wirtz's uh, unbelievable outburst during the Tell Hall meeting. And as we move away from that conversation, what's really going on with the Hawks right now, which is more interesting than anything, is their search for a new general manager. And there are a couple names that have surfaced uh, lately. One is our old buddy Peter Chiarelli, who the Blackhawks have interviewed. So we'll spend a hot second on that and maybe just end that conversation right now. Um, and then a couple other names that have come up. One is uh, Carolina Hurricanes GM Eric Tulski, or assistant Assist- GM, yep. assistant GM Eric Tulski, a big analytics guy. All of you that are into your heat maps out there are going get Tulski, get Tulski. <laughs> And then a more seasoned, perhaps more seasoned professional, Mathieu Darsh. Uh, I thought you were going to say Ray Nepiantek. Well, no, well, we did talk about that. Yeah, I was, I was, I was saving that for yeah. last. Um, Where do I sign up? Yeah. No. So I guess, and, and to welcome him back, and let's just go right into it. Ray, outside of yourself, um, as a possible GM <laughs> candidate, who do you who do you like in this whole mix? And how do you how do you, what do you see the Hawks doing here? 
I've got to go with your analytics guy right now. I, I think when you're looking for a fresh uh, face, I think when you're looking for somebody that brings a little bit more than just, uh, you know, the, the former player or the former GM, somebody that's already done it. I know, you know, like we just got done with the bear search here in Chicago and, you know, I, I barely even watch that, but you know, Hey, they've got to do this. They've got to do It's just got to be the right person. Um, you know, so for me, I, I think, you know, Tolski probably brings a little bit more of a mix of, uh, you know, hey, hockey mind, hockey guy, you know, see it with your eye, but then also see it with the computer and and try and mix the two. Um, you know, for me, it's it's also something that he might have a little bit of time to build an organization where somebody that might have, uh, you know, already done it doesn't doesn't get the time you know like uh, you get fired in boston you leave in uh, edmonton and now you're in a hurry up to try and do it here in chicago so i'd like to see him i'd like to see um you know maybe one or two more names pop up i think you know with with you know old and and hosa helping out having a, a little bit of say and, and and sharpie obviously but you know having a little bit more uh, you know this day and age type knowledge um i, I think is going to be helpful and, and it's not like it's i mean we all joke around huh you know yeah heat map you know let me see his heat map oh well, i know everything about the hockey player uh, but I, I think he brings a little bit of a combination of both uh, which is which is great for the hawks and then this is an eight to ten year turnaround this isn't a you're not walking in saying i plug in this guy plug in this guy plug in this guy let's rock and roll this is 2008 so um i really do like Tolski. Okay. Gate, where are you at with this whole thing? And we're also forgetting about Kyle. Forget about Kyle Davidson, who's still in the mix. I don't Jeff know that Greenberg. Uh, <laughs> I was just going to say, the, the rules of this question are we can't talk about the stupid Cubs guy. Okay. Well, I mean, we could bring him up. No, I mean, I'm, I'm kidding. A, I'm kidding. He's not, a, he's not a dumb guy. He went to Columbia Law School. <gasps> Oh, okay. Um, I've got three or four Sox guys too. Yeah. One of them's my neighbor, so I mean, I'll <laughs> well, Kenny Williams, like we said, Ray, is going to be the minority candidate. And I know two dumb people that went to Columbia, so that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> Gator, are you feeling this analytics vibe, or do you have other? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think they need something new. They need they you can't go with the same like a bunch of old guys. Just bring in the same, recycling the same old guys. I mean, they've got a culture problem too, in right. you know, in the organization from top to bottom. They had a culture problem, and we saw that it was rotten. It was a bunch of old guy, older guys. Uh, Stan, not really as much, but I mean, he came from you know his dad, so right. you know they had this 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 terrible culture problem. And you bring a bunch of old guys in here that had, that I I'm gonna I'm gonna go out there on a limb and say there were some culture problems in some other organizations as well based on the generation of those guys that were out there. I think you need to bring in the new lighter generation, uh, bring in a little bit, something a little fresh, a little different. You bring in the same thing. Like th they can't make mistakes now. Like you gotta, you, if you're going to fire everybody because of all that scandal and everything that happened, you got to bring in some fresh stuff in. You can't bring in like Peter Chiarelli who's been around the league no. all over the place. No. If you're going to bring them in, I, I'm not necessarily against like bringing them for, for like something above GM, uh, because like they, they mentioned on uh, that one podcast where, you know, they mean it's, they need someone in between Rocky and the GM and stuff other than Danny to, to manage up to try and manage Rocky because he, he's now shown that he's kind of a loose cannon and um, he may try to get too involved. He may try to interfere that would derail the, the rebuild or something like that. So they were mentioning like Edzo or, or a Chiarelli or something like that. I don't want Chiarelli making hockey 
you know, a bunch of hockey yeah. decisions because no. he's gone. He's, he's shown that he makes a lot of poor ones. Right. So, you know, you're right back to a Stan Bowman situation again with a guy with an ego who thinks he's better than he is. And it's let's bring some fresh new eyes in here. Let's bring a, a new culture and, and let's let's try this thing. You know, let's 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 see what's going on. I mean, the Greenberg, the Greenberg thing. No, I, I can't see that uh, just because for a general manager, I think you need to you need to have some kind of hockey know-how some kind of hockey background some you know judging you you know you don't necessarily have to be you know a scout um like our very handsome ray napientic down there but um you you have to have some kind of knowledge of hockey players how you know they're in their edges they're you know their hockey and stick and things like that if you're a guy you he may be smart enough to like manage the cap and you know make some player but i just you you want some guy you don't want to bring someone who's never done it in hockey ops before. You can't right. screw this up. You have to get this right or at least break even. Like you this can't go badly. If it goes badly, like you're really in trouble. Things are going bad enough as it is. So yeah. you got to hit you got to hit the ground running, get someone with a little bit of experience in hockey, but it doesn't necessarily have, you know, it could be a younger, fresher mind. Yeah, well, if we're talking about hockey ops guys, Bardo, what's your take on Matthew Darsh? I mean, because that's kind of who he is. Yeah, I mean, he look, he's he's more, he's less of an analytical guy from what I've read about him, and probably more of a hockey ops guy, as you said. Um, you know, to me, you know, he would make probably a nice pairing with Davidson because uh, Davidson because he is more of the analytical guy. So if you kind of put the two minds together, maybe you have something there. Um, but I, I mean, personally, I'm more in favor of Tulski because. The the organization has talked a lot about building a modern hockey operation. And to me, that's kind of where it's going. It's going down the analytical road. He does have some hockey background where you could bring him in along with somebody else in that senior advisory role, whatever it is. But to me, I mean, as Gates said, they got to get this right. I think the Cubs guys is the absolute wrong way to go. Um, when you're looking at a, a, a huge rebuild that's not going to take, you know, a day to, to figure out, you need somebody who is, as Gates said, done this before or somebody who has, you know, the chops in hockey that can do this. You can't just bring a baseball guy in and expect it um, to work. I just don't see that happening. Johnny, you want to argue that baseball side for us? <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah. Yeah. all right. Well, I well, guess no, I I'm, just, I'm just curious your take. I know you so. You've been so big. The, you've been big on a Cubs guy coming in. Erroneous, erroneous, erroneous right. on both counts. No, no, that's not a okay. Gates giving you a tough time about it. I'm not. Okay, so here, here I, I want here's, your perspective on the outside angle. Okay, so the outside angle uh, for the outside angle perspective, they interviewed a guy who has seen how a front office is built before, whether it's in hockey or any other sport. He's seen how a front office is built. He understands. At least he should, seeing from people in the Cubs organization how good people are picked to be put in the right position. Whether it's whether you're biased about that or not, a lot of people from the Cubs front office have been picked to manage other teams. The general manager of the San Francisco Giants, Scott Harris, was an assistant GM with the Cubs. Um, also, in baseball, the big thing is they're trying to look for market inefficiencies, mar market inequalities, market deficiencies. They're trying to exploit those. So do I, I think that's why Greenberg was interviewed. I don't think he's the right fit currently because they've, they can't miss on this. Now, if they had like 
a ton of success and they were just trying to change it up. And they, they thought about maybe you bring Greenberg in with a, with a hockey guy and you make him co-general manager or mm-hmm. something like that. But, but right now he's not the right fit. Also, yeah. there's a connection because uh, Jamie Faulkner's husband is ex- executive VP of marketing for the Cubs. They brought Shocking. in Jed, they yeah. brought Jed Hoyer in for his consultant. So maybe he's just getting his guy an interview just to get him out there, get him experience on getting the interview process. So that that's what I'm thinking in terms of why they did it. The guy I really want, I'd be happy with either Matthew Darsh or Tulski. Yeah. And Tulski, obviously, we've seen like the proof is in what since he's joined the Carolina Hurricanes, like, they've gotten better each year, and I think he plays a part in that. I mean, he's he's been publishing advanced statistical analysis since 2011. Yeah. He's been published on 538. Not, I'm just listing off some of his comments. He's also been in the Washington Post. The guy is a genius. Like, he has a Bachelor of Art in Chemistry and Physics from Harvard. He has a doctorate in Chemistry from Berkeley. Like, the guy is super smart. Also, it's kind of in the same vein of what a lot of front offices are going like. You look at You look at baseball, it's all the Ivy League smart guys. You look at Hockey's just going to start going to the smart guys. I mean, even Darsh was like a players union rep. Well, he yeah. worked. Uh, he was chief, chief labor negotiator for the NHLPA, yeah. and that's why I like him. Yeah, he also he was an imp, uh, didn't he work? He worked for Del Mar International, a, a Canadian customs brokerage and freight forwarder, like VP of sales and marketing. So he right. under he understands how to be like an executive. So that's yeah. why I think those are the two guys. But like everybody said, Tulski's probably either guy's going to work because they're they're going to understand. They both come from good organizations. They both studied under good front office people. Darsh worked with Iserman. Obviously, um, Tulski's worked with Ron Francis and the general managers down there in Carolina. So those are my two choices. But I don't think interviewing Greenberg was as blasphemous as everybody else is saying. Just a different perspective. A different yeah, way of looking some, at things. There's probably some White Sox fans out there listening, and probably some White Sox fans <laughs> on this podcast who really don't understand anything conceptual about really anything. I mean, they had Kenny. They had Kenny Williams going for it for how many years when they finished eighty-one and eighty-one? So yeah. this just in: Ray Napiankatic is interviewing with the Blackhawks uh, right now, as you can see. I got Ozzy Gian on the phone. Hold on. Here's, folks. I I like Matthew Darsh. In this whole thing, and here's why I, you know, he, and it's fine. He, I incredibly biased high school teammate of mine. Fine, I'll throw that out there. But <laughs> McGill goes to McGill, works all the way up through the minors, has played at so many different levels professionally, including overseas. Won the Calder Cup with the uh, Milwaukee Admirals. Won the Calder Cup, but he's been such a good advocate as a as a player rep, and I really think that we're talking about improving. You know, the culture as far as do players feel protected, do players feel empowered in that sense, and all those questions that the Blackhawks were dodging. You know, Darsh seems like he fits the bill for that. He's incredibly bright, 45 years old, really well seasoned. And I do, I'm sorry, I do like some ex-players in management roles. I don't always think it's a death sentence. You know, he's not like an old school, you know, oh, I just came out of the locker room and now I'm just going to be moved up you know, into, into upper management. So I appreciate the analytics. Yeah. Maybe Telski's the guy. Fine. 
you know, but I, I do like the player's knowledge and, and someone who's been in so many different locker rooms to understand not only the grind, but how players are treated at different professional levels, their salary structures, things of that nature. You know, he could be really good at negotiating with players and agents in that sense. He won't give out no movement clauses like their uh, party favors. <laughs> well, yeah. well, let's just go. Let's let's kind of look at like you know the the past three to five years and and what teams have been successful and teams that have learned how to kind of work the salary cap. The you know the Lightning they that they have been the class of the cream of the crop almost yeah. as far as being able to work the salary cap, be able to get players to come in on lower deals being able to get players to like, you know, sign reasonable deals rather than overinflated deals to right. stick around and win and, and all that stuff that's going on. And, and they're the culture that you kind of want in the Blackhawks organization. Not, they no scandals. There's nothing they weaponize like Brent Seabrook's like LTIR money. Like they, mm -hmm. they manipulate things in such a way where they know exactly where they're doing in that yeah. regard. I mean, I, I'm just going to throw this out there really quick. Lastly, look at what Las Vegas has done. By going out and they get, they went out and, and all the stuff that they've been doing, they've been super aggressive. They're mm -hmm. like, you know, they get Eichel. Everyone's like, well, how are they going to afford it? Well, look what happened today. All miraculously, Mark Stone's on, uh, going to probably be on LTIR, which With is going to open up all this room so that Eichel can slide right into the lineup. Right. They masterfully, they masterfully work the cap, just yeah. like they did in 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 uh, Tampa with uh, Kucherov. Mm -hmm. You know what? If if that's within the rules. Why don't we, you bring a guy in that can do stuff like that? Because you had Stan going here. I don't have any cap room. I don't know what I can do. I can't do anything around here. My hands are tied. Blah, blah, blah. My job is hard. Well, you know what? Some of these other teams have been able to work through those problems. And he didn't. And they need somebody in there now who can work through these problems. Well, he, he didn't work through it. It got presented to him. It's the only reason Antoine Vermette was in a black yeah. uniform was Patrick Kane's injury. So, I mean, but that was – Stan didn't do that himself. That was just And didn't, of, didn't Kucherov have, like, shoulder surgery? He just came back earlier than expected? Like, yeah. they – I think they were writing him off for the whole year. Yeah. Well, Mark I mean, Stone apparently can't touch his toes, but then by the time game one rolls around, he's all of a sudden going to be doing jumping jacks, so – let and me, and, me and I don't it. hate on any of that because it's like it's within the rules. Just it like right. they were signing those, those, they were signing those twelve-year contracts and stuff. That was within the rules. They learned how to work around it yeah. and maneuver yep. through there. Cool. And then yeah. they come back retroactively and they they punish everybody for for doing something that was legal at the time. Yeah. Right. They're, and they're they're just, people in the organization. They're, they're, they're finding a weak. They're finding a weakness in the system and they're exploiting it. And that's yeah. what all the all what good teams in any out? sport does. Let me pose this question because I'm actually curious uh, what you guys think. Um, I know we're talking about the Hawks interviewing for a GM role, but once everything's all said and done, how many new faces do you think they actually hire for the front office? I'm oh, curious to see what you guys think. Well, I mean, yeah. whoever the new GM is, he should be able to pick. Uh, it's he should be able to pick the rest of his own front office, right? Assuming he'll probably get stuck know. with Kyle Davidson, but other than that, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's a good, good, good question. I mean, do they go back to, you know, they're talking about, you know, guys like Sharp and Hosa being on the search committee, you know, and everyone just kind of winces and goes, Ugh, is this, is this the route they're going to keep going? Or are they just going to keep bringing people back? Um, let me, br let me bring something really quickly up. And, and this, uh, Mr. Our, our boy, John Jekyll and I were talking uh, about this kind of situation and he was saying, bring someone in as a figurehead above GM like Marion Hosa. 
universally respected, that kind of guy, to be the face of that kind of thing and kind of run things between Rocky and, like we were, we were saying, this Chiarelli thing earlier. But he was right. suggesting, he's, he's suggested this for a long time, by the way, but I want to give him credit for it. Uh, because credit, give him credit where credit is due. He, he, it was his kind of idea of saying, you know, bring in Marion Hosa, who's respected by everybody, loved by the fan base, the whole thing to be an executive in, in that, in that, in between area. And that's so be, what, when you say in between area, just being what, like being a mediator between Rocky. Well, it's like president of hockey operations or something right. like that, or uh, pre- president of player he, personnel. Yeah, he, 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 he runs the business side. Like he manages the books. He runs the business side. He's also like the public, he's the public face. So when they go out and do, like they introduce a hire, like he's there, the general manager's there, and Danny's there. Rocky's not involved in the conversation. Or like they have to go, hey, Rocky, we need money. We want to sign this contract. He would go to, the GM would go to him and he'd go up to Rocky or vice versa. Like that's how it worked. You don't want to be like... If Chiarelli's hired, I, I could almost guarantee you that he's going to bring in Hosa. There, there's a I mentioned this on the last podcast is that there's a connection from their days in Ottawa. I think Chiarelli was on the staff when they drafted Hosa. Well, I thought he was going to bring in Ray to be his like guy. Oh, I, th- I thought I was thinking he'd bring in Lucic. Oh, I was thinking him and Ray they could have you know like they could debut like the same hairstyles walking around the the front office there. You know. Yeah, yeah. you missed that conversation in the pre chat about. <laughs> hey Ray, question. Yeah, are the Hawks, I, are the, are the Hawks yeah. interviewing the right guys? I mean that that I I actually think that they are. Okay, I think they're doing the right things. Do you think that they're interviewing the right guys? Are they missing anything here? Well, I, I don't know if I can come up with a list, but I think they're doing the right things. They've got a wide variety. I mean, I I know we joke around about the Cubs guy, but you know, I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, it, I think when you're looking outside the box, um, you know, they're doing all right there. I mean, it, there's a few players and you know former players or former you know assistant gms but then you know you're doing this mid-season and stuff like that and then you know we talk about florida and vegas one thing that's nice is if i sat down somebody from florida and vegas i'd ask them about the income tax and what they know about it yeah um you know yeah, so i mean it. there's a lot that goes no in you don't think about but you know for me I, I think they're doing all the right things it's just I, I just don't want them to leave anybody on the table but yeah they've been dragging their feet for so long and now you got to get it done and and now the trade deadline's coming up, well, so that, that's, your lame yeah. duck G, your lame duck AGM now is yeah. now yeah, in I, charge of unloading some of these th- these pieces that you have here. And, and what pieces do you unload for the future? You know, the ones for now are easy because it doesn't really matter. You just get anyone that's that's up for this well, year, who, like what, you could let them go. And when do they make the announcement? And who's making those moves? That's what I still am not totally clear on. I saw somewhere, I saw an article somewhere, I think it was Laz or Powers said something about that the Blackhawks, the feeling is that Kyle, da- this is Kyle Davidson's team to, yeah. for the, um, for the deadline, for the deadline that he's going to be making the moves and he's going to be driving the bus. Well, that, and that only makes sense. I mean, that that's totally fair. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Maybe, and maybe they do just stick with Davidson. Who knows? I don't know. Yeah, they could. And even with, like we were talking about the, the person in between, for me, it's an easy slide in. If you want to say, Hey, Eddie O, you know, if you want to be our, our president yeah. and get off the road and you want to be home more and, you know, everything that's been going on in his life, yeah. hey, you're our guy. You, you know, yep. they love you, the fans love you. You're, anytime you talk, people are going to listen. You're genuine, you know, and, and they've got a PR mess that, you know, I mean, they're, they're, it can't be any worse than what they've done. Well, yeah, you know, you know, so, you know, for me, it, it's just something that, 
kind of makes sense. It gives you that buffer in between. And then somebody that they can't go to. I mean, he was Crosby's first coach. He is a you know, 20-year NHL player, how many years it was. So, you know, those are things that I think help. Um, you know, same thing that, you know, if you do bring in somebody that wasn't a GM before, yeah, I might bring in a capologist. Yeah, I might bring in a, a, an assistant GM that was dealing with, um, uh, you know, talking with agents and stuff like that. It's not just like, you know, hey, you know, if, oh, almost a bear. I hate to go back to it. Like, hey, Ryan Pace, here's your phone. Good luck. You know, and it felt like that. Right. I'm going to I'm going to hire my guy and I'm going to surround the hell out of him with males and females that know what they're doing. And yep. you know, that's just, <clears throat> I just don't know if they're going to get that right. Uh, but I, I think that's something I think would be an easy role for Eddie to just say, hey, listen, I want you to be our guy. How does it what does it take? You're going to be a Blackhawk for life. This is going to be your position. You're going to hire the next GM. You might hire the next GM after that. Let's like your it. kid might be the announcer, like, let's you know, go. let's go. Yeah. Yeah. So and he's very good, by the way. Yes. Yeah, he is good. Well, in the, in the spirit of that, you know, talking about how it's going to be Kyle Davidson's moves and Kyle Davidson's trade deadline. We got some Hawks for sale. You know, we're definitely a, definitely a seller's market here in Chicago yet again. Um, you know, thankfully, I, I think that early enough on that the Hawks were willing to admit that in years past with with Stan Bo, it was just no, we like our team, we like our team, we like our team over and over and over. Can again. confirm. Yeah, exactly. But here we are, and the big piece, big piece is Flower. Big piece is Mark Andre Fleury. And recent reports, a couple of weeks ago, the the it seemed that Washington was, you know, the more than likely going to be his destination. And then as of yesterday, everyone's reporting Washington's out of the mix. Uh, It's off the table. So if it's not Washington, Bardo, what are some possibilities for the flower? What can they get for the flower? What can they package with Marc-Andre Fleury to possibly make this worthwhile? And then where does Marc-Andre Fleury say, yeah, I'm okay with this. You know, I think that we're also forgetting that he can, he can veto what? He, a list of 10 teams where he says, you're not going to trade me there? Is that how it works? Mm-hmm. And uh, you want to know who I think where he's going to go? Washington. <laughs> Buy it for reckoning. This this is what agents do for practically a living. They basically, yeah. you know, deliver st- stories in the media. This is a negotiating ploy. I do not buy it. I think, you know, the, the Hawks are going to talk to multiple teams. The price is going to come down. The Hawks should be aiming high for this. Um, you know, it, it looks like there's going to be a ton of sellers this year from what I can see. Um, so it is going to be a bit of a buyer's market, but you know, Mark Andre Fleury is kind of the crown jewel, at least of the, of the goaltending market. Yeah. So you're going to have, but to, it does look like there are going to be several goalies on the market. Absolutely. Yeah. But, but Fleury, we know is going to be the best one available. So yeah. it's like, do you want him or do you Agreed. want a year and a half of Anton Kudobin or something like that, which is to me is garbage. So. Um, to me, I think it's going to be Washington. I really believe that. I mean, Pittsburgh, maybe because, you know, he could say, you know, I really want to go back to Pittsburgh. I don't want to touch Washington, but I'm not yeah. sure if Pittsburgh is going to make a move there. I don't see Colorado or Edmonton, but I think I think it's going to be Washington. I, really oh, I think do. Edmonton's totally off the table now. Yeah, I mean, they, they there's no reason for Edmonton right uh, now because might, I don't think they can turn this around. Right. Yeah. They might want to. I mean, Keith, Keith's hurt. They're they're Mike Smith. They're a disaster. They yeah. yeah. If you haven't fired, heard, they fired their coach fired today. Tippett, yeah, fired Tippett today. They Sean, Caleb Jones back for first rounder. Make that push. <laughs> there you go. There it is. Johnny, if he goes to Washington or he goes elsewhere, what does he fetch? So, I think with the goalie market kind of kind of being so flooded, 
Tough I think he probably will fetch a second round pick and something else, whether it's a lesser tier prospect or a third round pick. I don't think he's going to I don't think he's going to fetch a first round pick unless somebody's absolutely desperate to get him. I mean, if if the Boston Bruins are that desperate and they want to give up their first round pick for him, do it in a heartbeat cuz obviously be. Boston needs a goalie with Tuukka Rask hanging it up. So that's the only cont- kind of on the fringe team I can think of that would be that desperate that they've got one more run with those veteran guys. Yeah. A veteran goalie would be like that. We'll give up a first rounder. But I think he yeah. nets a second round pick at his ceiling. Yeah, Boston's Which is- interesting because Patrice Bergeron just had a really bad injury. Uh, you know, the same, the Marshawn incident, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But he's a, he's a pending UFA. And so, you know, a, a lot of people still think that they're, Draggling, uh, you know, dangling debrusque as draggling, a draggling, <laughs> draggling. Sorry, I suggest you let was, that one marinate. Well, I was thinking of Dylan Strom when I was saying debrusque and I went with draggle. I thought that was maybe like a new move, like instead of dangling, it was a draggle. Of, well, when I think of Dylan Strom, I think of Fraggle Rock, and then <laughs> so it came out draggle, but I, I think debrusque is uh, he's their Dylan Strom. I mean, he's a 15-point yeah. guy who has these moments of, wow, and then five games straight of, you forget that he's in the lineup. Wow, First, this is breaking uh, news. You said that Dylan Strome gives people moments of, wow? On we the power don't play, get, yeah, sure. We don't even get that out of you usually. Yeah. Well, no, I'll tell you, that, that Detroit game, everyone was like, wow, Dylan Strome's back, everybody. Um, so, <laughs> What about the Pittsburgh Penguins? Yeah, I like that. Jari's playing pretty well, though. Yeah. That's- yeah. But he gets hurt. Yep. Yeah. And I'm sure Flower would love to go back. I mean, as a backup, sure. You could bring him in as a backup. Jari, I mean, he was an all-star goalie. He's his numbers have been great, but I don't trust him. But uh yeah. Well not a, but I, that then I don't know if your return will be great no, if you send him to Pittsburgh. I mean, you're just gonna get nothing back if they do have Jari in the fold. I still like the Washington deal. The only the, the other thing the Hawks really need to consider, or Kyle Davidson needs to consider, is you, you need to package this with something where you're going to get a return for the future. And, and honestly, it, it could be someone like Brandon Hagel. I mean, I don't – if Washington is is interested in Flurry and you put Hagel in a packet for that, then you are talking about a first-round pick plus, um, plus possibly a good prospect. Yeah, quite well, frankly, a first round pick is just very late in the first round. This is not like something we're we're getting, yeah. not getting a lot of <laughs> almost a second round pick. Late first. Hold on, hold on a second, Brian. I, I got Ron on the other line. Yeah, hold on, Ron. I got Brian on the other line. Yeah. Ray's making deals. He's moving and he's shaking. Hey, are we are we watching Billy Bean want, and Moneyball down there or what? You want him in your, you want him in your division or do you do you want him on your team or just in your division? <laughs> right? Come on, let's go. Yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, uh. Sounds good. I'll take your first. I know it's going to be late, but that'll work. It's better than the first I got now. Exactly. Which is none. I mean, look what Robin Leonard fetched a second. uh, Just like Sean said, a second round pick and a a prospect. And that prospect ended up to be Slava Demon, who's a nobody now. Uh, But But look who made the deal. Yeah. Very that's true. That's the problem. So it's like I mean, he was somebody stockpiling in here. third rounders. Yeah. Well, that was the thing with Stan when 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 Leonard was one of the hottest goalies in the NHL, and you probably could have got top, you know, top something top for him, like a first round pick. 
when he was up there in the top five of the league in stats and Stan just kind of sat on him like they were going to make the playoffs when everybody who had a brain knew they were going to make the playoffs. And he sat on him so long that the market dried up for him. Yeah, I'm still shocked that he got he got Troy Brower for a first round pick. I mean, somebody on the, on the Caps organization must have been drunk that night. I mean, that's just unbelievable. We've talked about this in our in, in, you know in the rink chat. Like Ryan Hartman got a first round pick. Like, yeah, there's some weird 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 deals out there where first round picks were, you know, Paul Gostad, if you remember him. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> so legend. Today. Yeah, but I don't. You know, I still. You know, Bardo, I still like the Caps as the target too, because Brian McClellan. I mean, he he paid, he gave up dearly in a trade with Detroit last year, mm-hmm. and boy did he cave in and get fleeced um, in that Man. deal for Anthony Mantha. I mean, that was ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so I don't know, and I mean, you're gonna want to keep Ovechkin. Only has so much time left, although he's not clearly not slowing down. No. But they've got their group that they want to still make a, a two three year run with right now. So. I like that. What about Colorado? Is that just thinking silliness because it's in the division? But why not if you're Colorado? I mean, what, you know, you've got your guys. I think, you know, I like your idea about putting Hagel in the deal because maybe it gets you into the late first round and then gets you a prospect as well. Because Hagel, to me, is just the perfect bottom six um, player on a playoff team. So, I mean, you can look. You can play them all up and down the lineup. We've seen them play a billion and one times. But to me, I I think if you if you package those two up, that to me could get you back into that first round. As you said, and maybe get you another prospect too. Colorado's going to have to shed some money though, boys. Yeah, they only have projected cap space. Uh, current cap uh, is eight ninety one six six seven, and projected cap space at ninety k. Well, what do, so, what do they have? What do they have as far as like pending UFAs or anything like that? Who they'd be willing to part with? Wait, this just in. Sam Gerard is on long term IR. He stubbed his toe. Um, maybe out for the season. He may be back. Um, the day be before back for the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. Well, is that it, Nathan McKinnon hurt? I thought he McKinnon is. is hurt, but I don't yeah, think he's on out. Yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, but I mean, we've seen weirder things happen. Say the Hawks eat half the salary of. Uh, Flurry's deal and they launder him through another, you know, like, like they did with right. the, the Vegas yeah. deal where they laundered yeah. him through Toronto. I yeah. mean, th- it, it, it can work. They could make it happen. Sure. I don't, I'm not as worried about the, uh, the, the cap part of it. It just, uh, you know, where he wants to go and what the return is going to be. Yeah. All good things. Who else is a good trade chip for the Hawks right now? The we talked about Hagel. I would sell Hagel right now in a second. Truly. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't, uh, the way he plays, yeah, maybe he could have a Hartman esque season every now and then. But who's what the who's he going to be when he's thirty years old? And it's not a knock on him; it's just his style of play. Yep. You know, you see guys like that flame out quickly. I love the guy, but is his value ever going to be higher to trade right now before you have to re-sign him again at some point? No, I think Hagel's the guy that that is a very good chip that you have. I think Dehan yeah. is another one too. I think people are always teams are always looking for you know, second, third pairing defenseman. I mean, he's only 30. I know he's had a lot of injuries, but he's actually playing really, really well. He could yeah. kill penalties, block shots. We all know that. Um, you know, we know how valuable defensemen are in the playoffs and you can't have enough of them. So yeah. um, to me, I, I think that's that's a lock for him to be gone. I mean, Gustafson should be great. gone too. I honestly think he's going to want him. 
Ray, you're so they got they acquired him a couple of years ago. So, uh, Carol, yeah, and they all Calgary. dumped him. All those teams dumped yeah, him. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't think you're not going to get anything for Dehan. You're not going to get anything for him. But man, I honestly think there may be a market for him as a six, seven, eight, sit in a box, throw you on the power play type guy. Could be, but what do you get? A fifth play seven minutes a night, fantastic. You just don't. You get a lottery him. ticket. I think yeah. you get a fourth, fifth round pick. But again, that's where a new Fine. GM can come in and maybe find you a gem. Yeah. Um, you know, who could maximize those lottery tickets. And, and again, look, the more lottery tickets you have, the better oh, your yeah. chances are. Oh, I'm so, definitely, if you can do it, sell them all. Yeah. Just not blown away by DeHaan as a trade ship. A fourth at best. Yeah, you you were shaking your head when I mentioned Hagel, Ray. You disagree? Think I he's know. I was shocked that you wanted to get, that he would be a, a trade chip for you. I, I think he's probably, I mean, outside of Kane to bring it and, and maybe Seth Orr, He's, yep. you know, nobody's thinking that contract. <laughs> you know, I mean, for Hagel, it's got to be him, right? Who else? And I mean, we're talking skaters, not you know, goaltending. Right. Who else are you going to give? I mean, who else are you going to get? I mean, no, I mean, I'm, Doc Grushev. Yeah. You know, we've been. Oh, uh, yeah, you know, Kubalik. I, mean, I don't. I don't know what you do. With well, I mean, Stillman, Entwistle. Yeah. Mur- Mur- uh, I mean, Ryan Carpenter. Some of them still have linked on deals. So I mean, uh, on their deal, I don't. Who else are you? Right. Actually, Hagel has length on his deal. You know, Carpenter. yeah, he's got he's got two more years at one. Hagel's got two more years on his deal, so that right. that also comes in too. He's he's affordable. He's right. young. He's playing high high level hockey. You could get something pretty good for him Imagine you know, in, in a, a package line, on a good team with on the third line. Yeah, maybe even the fourth line. Absolutely. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's just who else are you trading nobody you can't yeah well that's what that, that's what i'm saying like, i don't i don't i love brandon hagel i'd love if he was around for a long time but i you know, i was just shocked as shocked as you wanted to throw a no movement closet strom i was just as shocked as <laughs> <laughs> to be fair yeah oh, <laughs> and that's the thing i mean there's nothing on this yeah. i'm saying the new guy has to come in and go all right kane right. you want out taves can, yep, and you know, start they're, over. We're gonna have to get very creative, and I don't. Let's let's talk about. Does is there a possibility Patrick Kane gets moved this summer? I know last time we were on, everyone was like Patrick Kane's gonna be a hawk for life. No, uh, no, I don't. I think didn't he said that. he was gonna be a hawk for life. I think what we Gate and I said was that they're just gonna let him walk. We never said we said Jonathan Taves would be the hawk for life. Kane, right. just, they're not gonna approach him. They're just gonna let him walk for they nothing. That's, get, that's correct. That's what you said. That is what you said. But Actually, I, they might even approach him, but they approach yeah. him with such a shitty offer. Pardon my French. That um, offer. He's just going to walk. You know, like he's going to be able to get more money on the open market. He's going to. I didn't even know her, right? So you you don't <laughs> think the new GM would come in and say, Patrick, what do you think about waving your claw? Yeah. yeah. Do you want to win or what? Because we can oh, move they, you they right might. now. If you want If you want to win, we can move you right now. My my plan is to win twenty games the next three years. You want out or what? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I want. I want a. I want a lottery pick every year for you, the next three years. You're, yeah. You've done more for this organization than anybody, most likely, maybe in the top two or three. If we oh, want yeah. to Leave it up to him. He's yeah. You want out? You want out, or you just want to? You know, are you good with seventy-five to ninety-five points for the next three years and watching me go to the podium in the top ten for three years? After we've already wasted six years of your prime, you know. Yep. Yep. So, Maybe you can call Stan and thank him for that. Absolutely, Taves gone, Jones gone. What can I get for you? Yeah, I mean, what we what we think should happen and what will really happen are two different things. We found that out a long ago. 
but you know, well, sure, yeah, approach him. I don't know if they will though. I, I don't know, you know. And if he says no, that's his right. That is yeah. part of the yeah. you gave him. If he says nope, I'm good here. I'm not moving my family. All right, yep. thanks, man. Hey, don't this well, is gonna depend on what the vision is of this new GM. If this new GM comes in and says, you know, we're gonna go full full on rebuild, then you know what? He's gone. Yeah. They uh, he's not gone because he's he can still say no, I'm gonna stay and, and not because some people are just comfortable where they're at. They don't want to change up their lives until they have to. Like he has a kid and all this other stuff. So he could, not to a baseball analogy, I know Charles Johnson and the Colorado Rockies, they were out of contention. He was on a big bloated contract. He They wanted to move into contender. He used his no, no trade clause because he didn't want to move. They want to move his family. So I, I think sometimes we, we forget that just because you're playing on a crap team and stuff like that. You know what I move. Charles Johnson throw out. That's deep. I was gonna say oh. I wasn't expecting a Charles Johnson. Deep cuts. High school. I mean, that's deep right there, Charles yeah, Johnson. Shane Doe yeah. used to leave the desert and he was like, Nope, I'm just gonna stay here. And then he Let's wanted to be traded like a tender. Another 40? Two J. Good man. What do um would you rather hit in Colorado or San Diego? Come on. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that's I. So that's that's the Claude Giroux right now. You know, Claude Giroux is probably the hottest name on the on the possible trade market right now. You're hearing some other names. PK Subban is another one that's out there. Um, it'd be really interesting to see where a lot of these guys land. Um, but Giroux is, I think he's a full no movement clause too. So it's completely up to him. Yep. What yeah. he wants to do and and how that whole thing happens. But he, you, you I, could actually argue that the East. Eastern Conference playoff teams are pretty much set. They're done. Yeah. Basically down they're to done. seeding. So yeah. you basically, unless the Islanders decide that they're going to win eight in, a, eight in a row and go on some sort of a crazy run because they have like eight games in hand, but that's not going to happen. No. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I think all eight teams are, are sorted out and now it's a matter of seeding and the rest of those teams could all be sellers, theoretically. Could you imagine? Flyers, Islanders, all that I mean, can you imagine just being like, hey, I'm going to add Claude Giroux to my playoff roster? That's, That's pretty cool. sick. Yeah. Absolutely. I, you know. I mean, who – yeah. What is, what is he making right now? I'm looking. Probably he's a lot. I think he's got, he's got a big ticket. Yeah. He's yeah. got a real yeah. big ticket. I mean, but would the Flyers ever do business with the New York Rangers? I – yeah. Who knows? I'd have to – yeah, give me a lot back. But, I mean, you're going to yeah. win six out of every, every ten draws. You've got a guy that's going to defend. you got a guy that's going to win – Every big face-off, even though they don't matter in the playoffs. Right. He's Eight, two, seven, five is what yeah. he's making. Yeah, it's a big ticket. He's a threat every time he's on the ice. And yep. And the blue shirts, that might – what do you think, Bardo? Blue shirts, Claude Giroux? Or is that I just – possible. I, I think well, like what Ray said, you know, if you're trading him within the division, you're, you're you know, arch rival from right down I-95. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm not getting, giving away for nothing. Mm-mm. You yeah. better give me some quality yeah, prospects in there. They're so. going to have to give a lot. Yeah, yeah, it's not going to be cheap. No, and then they're going to have to figure out how to re-sign him too. Yeah, um, as a pending UFA. So could be, I mean, could Rangers, be like the, here's the Rangers are definitely looking for you know help up front. So yeah, could be like what were you going to say, Shawnee? Sidney Ponson did that in baseball. Oh Got God. traded from Baltimore to Houston, and then sent re-signed with Baltimore. 
When, Nobody uh, cares, Sean. Does anyone Nobody have a, a baseball almanac handy? Vasilevsky, uh, Stamkos, and Hedman go on long-term injury reserve. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, it could very well happen. I mean, it's, he's just such a – I mean, a, he's such a good hockey player that – Premier. Also, talent. would Chuck Fletcher really – does he really want to trade the captain of his team? That's going to – that's well, again, it's, big... it's it's up to him, isn't it? I mean, that you know, yeah. that's one of those. You know, you I go, mean, they're in trouble too. So I mean, yeah. they may be in the in the in the midst of a full rebuild. Do you pat yeah. them on the back on the way out and say thanks, or do you get something for them? Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. I actually, I wouldn't. If now, if Giroux goes in and says, "Sure, you know, let's wave it, let's do it," you know, and, one team that that has freed up some space and they've got Bill Guerin is the Minnesota Wild. Uh, yeah. Rue could be a really nice fit there. Uh, As a rental only because they're going to be in cap hell once all those penalties yeah. hit from all those buyouts. So they can only yeah. they can only rent now. They actually have to go harder now than maybe any team because following this year, they're going to have to really break things down. They're going to be in hurt and they're going to have like seven, eight million dollars of dead cap space yeah, coming yeah. up in like the next they're- two years. Good prospects, though, so they're going to be mar- they've marinated those guys, and they're going to be yeah. hopefully up and ready for them. But if you're Bill Guerin, you're going up to ownership, and you're saying this this is why we got rid of Suter and Parisi for reasons like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah, you know, definitely. Like, yeah, let's go yeah, do it. Him on the top line. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Kaprizov. Yeah. Oh, oh man, that boy. Yeah, that'd, uh, that'd be all right. Yeah, yeah. that'd be, that'd be, a that'd be all right. Kaprizov. Felino, you still got Hartman scoring for him. Yeah, they'd be all right. But yeah, it's like, a couple who, other guys. who is that center that you have that's going to go up against, you know, the Colorados and McKinnon and all those other guys? They don't have that. Uh, Erickson Eck. Erickson Eck. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, Giroux's no bum. I mean, if they got Giroux, he's. Yeah, you put him on the first he line. He plays with those guys. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. That should be first interesting. Erickson should be your second line. I want to defer to the gatekeeper on a on a name coming out of Seattle here. A lot of people are talking about Cali Yarncrook. Well, I mean, it, it, as far as Seattle goes, if if they get an offer for anybody, um, they should take it. Like if you can get they they should be building through the draft, getting draft picks, filling up this organization. Uh, the, because like we were kind of talking in private earlier about you know this team was not going to be Vegas. No team was going to be Vegas. You got to build your system through the draft, make it nice and robust. Use your your scouting staff and things like that. So Kelly Yarncrook, if if he wants, you know, if someone wants him, boom, out the door. Um, yeah, right. Mark Giordano, out the door. Uh, yeah, for sure. You know, any of those guys, especially block. Giordano. You know, any of those guys. Yeah, those could those could be like Yarncrook could be a good fit in New York, Bardo. Could be a decent fit for Florida. We lost Sean. It's always forty five minutes in. We lose Sean. <laughs> it's like there's a, there's a clock. nobody cares, Sean. Yeah. Nobody cares. <laughs> He's back. been the captain the whole his whole time in Seattle. I don't know, uh-huh. him, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> can't trade your captain, right? Can't trade him. No. Jonathan Taves, where would you go, and who would take you? Yeah. Right. yeah. Well, now, yeah, no, Yarncroc. I mean, I've been watching Yarncroc obviously clearly because I've been covering them all right. year long, and he's been really impressive. He kind of reminds me of a Matthias Yenmark with the Blackhawks when he was here. You know, he was kind of that 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 kind of player. Yeah. And uh, you're sure Matthias Yenmark went to you know Vegas, you know, for the stretch run. Kelly Yarncroc could do the same thing for a team. I mean, yeah. I'm not to say Vegas, but 
any uh, another team. You know, he's a good, solid third line player that can help shut people down, and yeah. he's got experience in the playoffs and that whole thing. You know, and yeah. and you want hey, bring him back to the, you know, bring him back to the uh, the Central Division because he's he's used to all that when he played for the Predators. So yeah, I, I li- I'd like to see him in Florida on the Panthers. I think he'd be a nice fit <clears throat> yeah. there uh, to go for a little run with them because yeah, mm-hmm. they're uh, they're awfully good. Um, who would you rather have? Would you ever have uh, Hagel or him? Ooh, I would say I would say Hagel because he's on the younger, the cheaper deal. He's only twenty three years old, and they've got two years right. left on his contract while Yarncrock is up. Uh, Yarncrock's a little older, so if you're going for a pure rental situation, you're going to go with uh, you know Yarncrock. But if you're going to go with something that you want to hang on to for a little bit, use his cheap salary to be able to fill, you know, fill in the, the gaps in your lineup, then I'm going to go probably with Hagel. Yeah. Jay, what's your take on Giordano? You think he could really help a team? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Second, he, third. Middle pair. four. I mean, middle. they're they're playing him top pair now. And like, yeah. like, like last night, he got him. He played with Adam Larson last night, and they got crushed right. in their own end. Um, I don't think, you know, I, I wouldn't put him on my top pair anywhere, but you could put him in as like a middle pair, kind of like a, you know, like a Johnny Oduya type situation was here in Chicago, kind of a f- number four guy where you could use him on the power play because he definitely gets used on the power play a lot. And uh, you could play him in a shorthanded. You could play him in every every scenario. He's not going to kill you. He's got the leadership, the whole thing. So, yeah, he, he's definitely got some value. If you need a guy like a number four defenseman, there's your guy right there. See, I think it, might it, think, it, I don't know if they can make the money work with Toronto. I think he would be such a good fit in Toronto. Oh yeah, they could definitely. I heard I heard rumors they, even earlier in the season that they, he could get traded back to Calgary for the stretch run. That makes sense. So, also, makes who knows? Because they love them there. They didn't want him to go. Yeah, if Austin doesn't go for a goalie, I could see him there as well. You know, because yeah. they definitely need help on their blue line going for that last mm-hmm. run. Speaking of Boston, you know, just want to make one more shift here, Brad Marchand, fellas. Jeez. Everyone saw it. Everyone knows what happened the other night with Tristan Jari. Um, goaltender involved, which so, you know, brings up a lot of emotions uh, with our goaltender in the room. But at the same time, you know, I, you know, Jari, you know, so obviously I live in the Boston area. And so people are just incensed. Oh, the league hates Marshawn, all this stuff. Okay. Well, Brad Marshawn is a fantastic hockey player. He has earned his reputation. Let's, I'm going to say that. And, he's and, licked people. I think he's yeah. bit people. He's yes. cheap shot people. Like he's done. He, yeah, he's he did the, he did the ring gesture. I believe against Vancouver. Yeah, he just, he has a rap sheet as they say. He gets so caught up and he was suspended for that slew foot in November that a lot of Boston fans will say, Oh, that was BS, which it wasn't. He did it. And so he's on the repeat offender list because of his most recent suspension. You can forget about all of his suspensions, which I'm sure he has eight, nine, 10 of them. But so he got six games, which, you know, is probably more about a a repeat offender rule. If you watch it, you go, wow, he popped the goalie in the head who had a mask on. He gave him a little love tap, you know, so maybe some people are saying that's not that bad. The other thing about Brad Marchand is the league really doesn't like this guy. I mean, he made some, you know, some comments about the Olympics and that whole thing that didn't go over very well. He might be the best, one of the, if not the best, left winger in the NHL this year who was not asked to represent his team at the All-Star game. Um, so is the league out to get Marshawn, or did he earn this six games? Thoughts? I want to go with Sean. He earned it. Earned it's it. Just, 
eight suspension. His career longest, he's got two five-game suspensions before this. He's a repeat offender. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, but your reputation precedes him for a reason. Like, and this just, it was uncalled for. There was no reason for it. Jari was just shutting him down. That's literally what it was. So he decided to take a cheap shot at him. Yeah. I, I think he deserved it. Six games, honestly. I thought he was going to get more. But I thought he was going to get like eight to ten. But wow, six games for the Boston Bruin. That, if anything, what he did was he was selfish. Like he's costing his team more by not being there, especially in a team like Boston who needs him on the ice right now. Yeah, Ray, what do you think? Punishment is justified. Yeah, he deserved it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, repeat offender. We all know he's a knucklehead. He can't control his emotions. You know, I mean, it's just, it's silliness, to be honest. It, I, I think it's something that, I mean, just the old school guy in me is, you know, that's why you still have fighting in the NHL for a knucklehead like that who takes a, a shot at my goaltender. I'm just going to, you know, right. do what I need to do. If, and, and, you know, the game's different. I don't have two or three of those guys in the lineup anymore. But, and I, I stuff like that, that's what's going to get you hurt. You know, that's going to get somebody else hurt. Turns into just a, now am I calling in the security? You know, I mean, there's a lot that goes into it. You start swinging sticks at people's heads. We know that. So right. yeah, it's a goaltender. I get it, you know, and, and, you know, you might've just been trying to get under his skin a little bit more and, you know, that's what Marshawn does. And yeah, you know, it was absolutely a hundred percent. Could have been more and I would have been fine with it. You know, what I like about it is that I think the NHL has gotten in a bad habit of the last five, six years of, the suspension is always dependent on how badly the player is hurt right? and not the intent where yep. they actually finally did this on. Mm-hmm. Can't do that. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. That's enough. Really what do you think? Um, I mean, it's right <laughs> in the wheelhouse that I would have expected. Uh, he's earned all of it. Like you're going to be, you know, if you're going to be, you know, earmuffs, everybody, if you're going to be a shit heel, um, you know, you're going to earn this stuff and you're going to, yeah. you know, the, people are going to keep an eye out for you. But I mean, this was so egregious. I mean, you just, I, mean what? I can't even, I can't even understand how you do that. Like you see that stuff you see in beer league, uh, yeah. you know, that's that stuff you see in a professional sports league. Uh, yeah. So it's, it's crazy. Um, and he deserves every bit of it. Um, you know, I mean, Ray said, this is what you get when you're swinging sticks to people's head, unless it's, the Michigan move, then you could swing it at the goalie's head. Yep. Well, ah. Anyway, sour goalie. Good. <laughs> so feeling the same I, way on all this? I mean, I don't think it was enough to be honest with you, because yeah. quite frankly, there's you know so much of this BS in the game, and it's just going to keep happening. And somebody, right. God forbid, is going to get killed um, if it just keeps happening, and these suspensions aren't bigger or or whatever it is, or. I mean, right now it's like look at Tom Wilson and what he did. You know, the end of I think it was the end of last season, um, yeah. the games against the Rangers, and he got nothing or whatever it was, a game or that two. The thing I mean, on Panarin that was ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, it's like you know, and then you know Jacob Truba this year, and and the rule says that if you follow through, but but they then they say on the other side of their mouth that we're trying to get rid of hits to the head. Well, which one is it? Yeah, you're basically enabling it, but you're not. So. It, this is a bigger problem than just a Marshawn thing. Yes, there's a lot of you know people like Marshawn Wilson that 
need to be punished, you know, much heavier because they have this, you know, rap sheet and they're not going to stop. They'll sit right. five, six games and take a, you know, two week or two off. You, you got to hit them a little bit harder than this. Take, take a quarter of the season or whatever it is. Make yeah. Felino, guys. Felino got that two game suspension for kneeing the guy in the head the same night. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's, how many times uh, is yeah. PK Sluban, you know, as in he is the biggest culprit of them all? Unbelievable. I mean, how he gets yeah. uh, away with this. And I think it's so different too when you know some of the best athletes in the world are playing at 100 miles per hour and a guy steps up and there's yeah. a big hit and everybody, this is what's wrong with the game. And you know, or you know, that you, you come through and you get a slash, or you know, it, it's just that you know, yeah. these are. Big men playing a fast game. You know, you've got right. a second. It's the nonsense, like it the other night, that it's just yeah. like, you know, mm -hmm. knocking off. This is the stuff that's got to go. This is the stuff that nobody wants to see. Um, you know, and, and, you know, even with your know, guys turning their back along the boards, you know, I mean, there's a lot of things, but when you can look at it and go, this is a hockey play, it probably was dirty. It wasn't dirty 30 years ago. It probably was dirty. Yeah. We, you know, mm -hmm. players have to have a little bit more respect for each other and themselves, and turn your back or something along those lines. Then just this is this is like uh, put on a reality TV yeah. show. Well, it's it, it's interesting. I you know I think that Marshawn Jari was owning him all night. Jari was an absolute brick wall. He then smacked that puck off Jari's stick when Jari was trying to give it to a fan. I don't know if any of you saw that clip. That was I did not. Yeah, he just yep. went went right behind him. Jari put a puck on his stick and was going to loft it out to a, a penguin fan, and Marshawn skated right up to him and whacked his stick and got the puck and then threw the puck out to center ice. So then Bergeron gets hurt. So right, so Marshawn's wires are going right now, and then uh, with seconds remaining, right before the Marshawn punch, Jari gives a whack into the stomach of Charlie Coyle. And Marshawn sees it, and then everything unfolds from there. But it is a guy that, you know, he's a phenomenal hockey player that gets in these situations where he just can't help himself, and it's a shame. I mean, I, you know, and I think that he's very outspoken of what he thinks about the NHL, and the NHL, for better or for worse, as much as we talk about how they're trying to change, still is an old boys network. If they don't like you, they will write you off. And what does it say that the NHL would rather have Tom Wilson in the All-Star game than Brad Marshawn? Mm -hmm. I mean, that actually says a lot about what they think of Brad Marchand. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah. The, uh, who was the, the really big guy? What was the guy's name who got voted in as a joke? And then the NHL John tried, Scott. To, John Scott. John Scott tried to like Blackhawks legend, John Scott. Are you talking about the catcher from the Expos? Sean? No, 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 no. <laughs> oh, oh, the hockey guy. The hockey, the hockey guy. guy. Yeah. Scott. Yeah. John. John. Nobody uh, cares, I mean, Sean. Nobody cares. <laughs> if he really, you called what he did playing hockey. Oh, that's yeah. outstanding. Oh my god, that's great. <laughs> oh, Sorry, Sean. Now you're good. Right, yeah. can you hear me? 10 4 over and out. Can you hear me? And it's the nonsense. That that's what gets old. Yeah, it, no, it, and I, hockey, I agree. hockey plays, you're just like, man, you hate to see it. We we saw right. it this year with you know, you just you hate to see it, but I you know, when you step up, you make a hockey play, things happen. Guys are playing fast. Right. But when you're dirty, you're an idiot, and then after the play, you're an even bigger idiot. Yeah. Yeah. One last uh, food for thought. Do you guys have any parting shots before we break? And I'm going to, I was going to throw out one more question out there that might be hot for debate that might keep us five more minutes. That's all right. Yeah. I got time. I'm okay. good. Yeah. 
I got to, I'll, I'll take my parting shot when it's time. All right. This is, <laughs> this is a little bold. Um, but Jonathan Taves is still on concussion protocol. Is he not? Yes, I believe He's he not is. Back skating. Have we seen the last of Jonathan Taves in the NHL? Is that too bold to claim right now? I actually said, if I may uh, jump in, I actually said this a, a couple of podcasts ago that it would not yeah. surprise me if his career was over. Now, I didn't know about the concussion was going to happen, but yeah. based on the way that he was playing, I just feel like he could potentially just hang it up and go on LTIR for next year and then call it a career. So quite frankly, that would not surprise me at all. And now this may kind of push that thought over the finish line. Right. Well, let me bring up two names, Corey Crawford, Andrew Shaw. Yep. And both ended the same way in in kind of the same manner. Um, Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me whatsoever. Like I, they were, they were John and I, uh, if, you know, and a lot of you guys thought that maybe he may not come back last, you know, this season Yeah, that he might've been done before. So mm-hmm. yeah. he's, he's got a history of concussions. Um, I mean, longstanding history of concussions. Now uh, I think he's got to be thinking about his, his long-term health here. And yeah. I think he, I think you might be right. Sad as it is. No, and he's always worn one of those older Bauer helmets with the old older padding, you know, and I don't you know, I'm not a big helmet guru, but you know, those things are a little out of date. I don't know if that I don't know. You're going to get knocks on the head no matter what, but I don't know. I personally, I actually hope he does hang it up. I don't you know, I it's, love watching him play, but go ahead, Ray. It's tough and he's so competitive that I could see him wanting to go out on, on that. He wants to go out his way. Now I'm not saying yes or no, either way. I mean, you, you sit him down, listen, your, your brain, your, you know, your let's go, you know, friends, family, sit down. This is it, you know, whatever. Uh, but if he's cleared to play, I, I would say, boy, I, I think he's back out on in the ice, just how competitive he is that yeah. this is, this is, his, this is what he does. He's competitive as heck. And he, he's going to go out. I'm going to go out my way versus they told me when to quit. You know, and, and I'm not what? saying right or wrong. I have no idea. I'm not in the room, not in the trainer's room. I have no idea. Um, and that's the same thing that happened with Crawford. Like he, right. the, the Blackhawks tried to tell him he was done. This he said, it. oh, I'm not done. He tr- made it go at, go, you know, playing in, in New Jersey and he just right. didn't work out. Yeah. Because that's when does, does anybody see Taves as a future, you know, coach, whether it be assistant head coach or sure. head coach or GM? Do you think he's got that? I don't know. I mean, I, you know. Got to work with the media, but yeah, yeah he's going to have to work with the media. Yeah, public yeah. speaking is uh, on controversial issues is not yeah. a strong suit. But I'm sure he'll have a he could have a place in hockey if he wants one. I mean, oh, I they know. would. I think the Blackhawks would offer yeah. him something immediately in the in the franchise, yeah. just if for nothing else, just to have his face around. Right. Hey, yeah. Jonathan Taze of the Blackhawks, Jonathan Taze, whether he's playing or not, people yeah. know that name. You know, like if if he was to say today that. Uh, he was he was hanging it up. Tomorrow they're retiring his jersey, and offering him a, a position oh, yeah. in in the organization as an ambassador, is, is something or... like that. Yeah, they have people in marketing that could help him work with the media. I'm not so worried about that. There's a lot of people that were very unfinished or un, unrefined, uh, or you know, earlier in their playing career or what have you. With that, when they you know when things came to uh, you know for them to retire and move move somewhere else, they were able to 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 do it just fine. Yeah. Join the GM search committee. Yeah, good. <laughs> he nominates the GM. Seat. Hell, 
It would just be it would be so painful. He'll be special assistant to the GM. That's what they're gonna do. They're getting they're gonna announce it this summer. They're gonna say, unfortunately, Jonathan Taze is gonna retire, but the good news is he's our new GM. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He'll be assistant to the general manager. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of the regional manager. Yeah, Yeah, that's tough. It's just so competitive, man. And and then these guys to get to the highest level. I mean, he three Stanley Cups captain. You know, I mean, he, he left it all on the ice. You yeah. know, let me go out my way. I can see that happening. I, oh, I yeah, for sure. Right answer, but. For sure. Uh, and then you retire his number, like you said, the day after you retire Larmich. You know, uh, first ballot Hall of Famer. <laughs> first ballot Hall of Famer, I would assume. For sure. Yep. We'll go in right away. Um, but I don't know. I just don't. I, I, I just really, I don't know. It's Obviously, it's not up to me. It's not up to him. It's not up to anyone but him. But I, I, I would. I wouldn't mind seeing him hang it up as opposed to seeing a very slow demise over the next three years or something would be really tough to tough to witness. So especially just I mean, we know so much more. I mean, we're we're only in our you know, thirties and forties and think back, you know, twenty, thirty years ago when it was just shake the cobwebs out, get back out there. You know, my ears are ringing. Can't hear you, coach, speak up. (laughs) This is this is me and Ray on a daily basis. We're like this. I can't even hear you. What? No. So I mean joking aside i mean it's just the stuff that's why i say hope the people around are gonna make the right decisions help him make the right decisions but i wouldn't be shocked right and generally he's known as like you know being very into you know the health and and all that stuff and the the good eating and all that so like if if there's any doubts like he would be like if if he was to say hey i I, you know i I care about my health i want to live a long healthy life after hockey i'm gonna be done it wouldn't surprise me one bit yeah all righty. Well, positive vibes for Jonathan Taves. Who knows? Absolutely. We might hear. We might hear in the next couple of days that he's cleared and he's coming back. For all we know. Um, but at any rate, tough to see him out. Always tough to see him out. And um, I don't know. We'll see what happens with the Hawks next few weeks. Trade deadline is approaching. There's going to be a lot of stuff going on, and hopefully, they're a factor. There'll any- be a factor one way or the other. Either because they don't do anything, or because they do yeah. uh, do do something, well, or they hire the wrong guy. Yeah, hopefully a relevant factor, I guess. is. If they hire somebody, like, right before the deadline, that would be the dumbest thing to do. If they hire a Shirelli for the general manager, that would be the dumbest After thing. After all do. this, if they go with Shirelli, oh, my God. Um, I, I can't see it happening. No, it's next, not. Next year's no. first for Giroux. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, at any rate, uh, good to see you all. And um, one last shout-out to our our sponsor, here it's down there down there www puck hockey p-u-c-k-h-c-k-y.com discount code the rink in all caps for 10 percent off 100 quid gets you a free t-shirt so do it good stuff quid. you pulled out quid pulled out quid pulled out nice. quid. every now and then when you read this thing 100 times over gotta i can't i'm gonna go back and i'm gonna lost. i'm gonna look at the captions after this gets done being recorded, I want to see where it says "quid" at the ba- at the bottom of the screen because we. Uh, been- I think we're going to put it in there. Um, I, I think uh, so. Uh, so my parting shot, by the way, is uh, Blackhawks fans, calm down about Drew Camesso. He beat the thirty-two ranked team in the world. Thirty-two. China's not good at hockey. Quid. He's not. Gonna, he's not going to be the Blackhawks goalie next season. Calm down. How many teams are there? Is it is that top half? Uh, I don't think no, so. They're ranked thirty-two. There's thirty of them. 
Yeah, I will give. <laughs> I will give a quick you shout out. out to top half team of the world. I just yeah, you know. I will give a quick shout out though to uh, Simon Chen on Team China who played here at Brooks School. Beautiful. Uh, now on Team China, who's suffering an eight nothing defeat last night, but a great kid. Go get him, Simon. Awesome. There are fifty. There are fifty five teams ranked by the IIHF. Fifty five. Fifty five. Yeah. Yep. A lot. Pretty good. And the best of them is an is an AHL All Star team, probably at that level right now. At that, yeah, yeah. Although the young, it was the youngest goalie though to to start in uh, for for the Americans in a Olympic hockey game. Nineteen yeah. years young. That's kind of cool. That is cool. I mean, yeah. it was cool what he did, but the Blackhawks fans need to temper their enthusiasm a little bit. Yeah. The, the comments. Development. Development. The, development. Read my prospect piece. Gonna take a couple of years. Yeah, read it. Read Shawnee's prospect piece, everyone out there. Great stuff. As I like uh, to say, they're all prospects until proven otherwise. <laughs> so does that include Kirby Doc? Yep. <laughs> that's a that's a whole nother show. We'll do Doc next week again. We'll get All right. We'll take care, everybody. Have a great night. Thanks for joining us. Uh, those who are out there listening. And uh, we'll be back. Go Hawks. Take care, everybody.